takes I saw on your Instagram. I thought it was funny, so I want to bring it up. You said you leave your phone at home when you work out. I do. I leave my phone at home, and I leave my phone in the car when I work. Oh yeah. Like I'll go to my parking lot, and I just like leave it in the car. And really? Yeah. Probably gonna get robbed. Most <laughs> <laughs> of the critical thinking will go into the creative, right? That's yeah. where you should spend most of your time as an e-commerce brand owner. Mm. Really, you can sell crap products, dude. I've sold, I've sold paint. Something as simple <laughs> as paint. You can even create the problem with creatives yeah, yeah. and then create the solution and then make the customer think they need that product. Digital Social Hour. Welcome back, guys. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. Got an e-commerce legend in the building today, Jad Kantari. How's it oh, going? Man. Good, good. How are you? Man, I'm good. I can't wait to see what you've been up to because e-commerce, uh, a lot of people have been falling off, but you've been maintaining your ground. Yeah, just stuck with it, man, and, and been going since then, you know? Yeah, so many people fell off. I mean, when we met five years ago, was, everyone was doing it. A lot of people switched to crypto, you know, yeah. when, when the whole crypto wave was, you know, going strong. And then... A lot of people are switching back to e-com now. Okay. Yeah. So what's working these days? Because obviously the model has changed a lot from when we first met. Dropshipping was hot back then. Uh, what's what's hot right now? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of success with organic, especially on TikTok mm. um, and Reels on, on Instagram, given the two platforms are competing. Um, Facebook still crushes for yeah. us. And yeah, same with TikTok ads. Wow. And um, we're working on Twitter ads now, too. Really? So, yeah, that's been the new wave. Okay. Even with the tracking issues with Facebook, it's still doing good for you guys? Yeah, man. Um, we were able to solve that. There's a lot of software now out oh, there okay. that can just you know bypass that whole thing. So we're good to go. You talking about Alex Becker's company? Uh, not necessarily. That's a good one. Um, we use one called Popsicle. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the one I like to choose. What was your first big breakthrough in the e-commerce space where you made some good money? Man, I started in March 2017. I remember um, I got my first sale June 2017. It was yeah. $9.99. It's free plus <laughs> offer. And then um, ended up doing my first six-figure month, October 2017. Yeah. 120K on this like uh, retro Nintendo. Oh, the thing Soldier Boy sold? <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to that, yes. And then um, after that, man, I remember going to a mastermind in, in New York in January 2018. Mm -hmm. And then 2018, I started hitting like half a million months and then a million months, like, you know, regularly. Yeah, you were dominating, bro. You've done over 30 mil now, right? Yeah, 30 mil. That's oh, yeah, crazy. And what are the margins typically on that, the profit margins? 20%. Okay. Around 20% after wow. everything. Yeah. And that's crazy. You're put, putting up those numbers with a lean team. Like, you don't have many employees. Not everybody. Everybody's remote um, yeah. all over the world. Um, not many salaried employees even. Everybody was contracted. So. There's not many industries you could do that in. Yeah, man. Ecom is, is amazing in terms of startup cost and how efficient and how lenient it could be when you're traveling, you know, can work from anywhere, anywhere in the world. Yeah. That's why I really like it, um, you know, and, and it's, it's very low barrier to entry. When you look back at your most successful products or stores, how were you able to find that niche, that product to sell? Was it just scrolling on social media or were you studying other sites? Both. I was, I was, you know, scrolling on Instagram and Facebook and seeing what's working already. Mm -hmm. And then I would take that and improve on it, you know, mm -hmm. make it better, make the offer better, make the landing page better on the ads, 
anything I could improve, I would go ahead and do that, you know, add upsells on the back end. Right. Um, you know, find cheaper products for sourcing. And then um, from that, just really work on the brand, improve the product itself. Anything that I could do, for example, I would go on Amazon and find bad reviews, negative reviews on the product and yeah. see how I can improve the product. Wow. Then, yeah. That's and crazy. Just improve those parts and then sell it. That's insane. Most yeah. people would not do that, man. Yeah. And then you, another hack you can do is when you're doing that, you can go on uh, Amazon, look at the negative reviews, and then address that in your landing page. Mm. Because people are going to always think, okay, but what if this? What if that? And then when you address that, you know, you're ahead of the competition. So smart. So what's your like conversion rate right now on, on average? Man, we, it depends on the store. depends on the AOV. But typically, anywhere between 5 to we have stores that are doing nine percent too that's so high yeah it's low aov though around 35 dollars but still impressive that means like five to nine people on average out of every hundred right are yeah. buying yep yeah i wonder what amazon's is i have no idea actually but i think amazon's is probably high given you go with the intent of buying something right. rather than just like get served an ad and you click on it and then you fall off yeah so amazon's and, and the trust factor is much higher on amazon so. that's true you're not really browsing on amazon you're there with a purpose for the most part yeah you, you just go you click to buy it you know i need this yeah and it's so easy man like i'll be like oh i need toilet paper hop on my phone buy so it two clicks like it's it's <laughs> yeah. actually crazy how frictionless they made it Dude, that's another thing that people should always study when doing e-com. You know, you want to make your customer journey as frictionless as possible. Yeah. You know, the, the, the more friction, the less your conversion rate is going to be. And you want to minimize clicks. That's why I like to do one, one checkout pages or one page checkouts and so on and so on. You know, you don't want to really have the customer have to figure out how to check out. You want to just make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Do you think and that's what Amazon does. For sure. Do you think dropshipping is still a viable business model in 2023, 24, or do you think it pretty much died out? Absolutely, man. We still dropship. If you have the right setup, I mean, Apple dropships. Really? All big companies. Yeah, Walmart does. Um, Wait, Wayfair. Apple does though? Yeah. If you go and order a Mac, uh, a MacBook right now, yeah. it'll ship from China. No way. I swear. I it'll it take two like days, two to though. three if they don't have stock here, it'll ship, it'll ship from China. Oh, if they don't have stock, okay. Yeah, which is a lot of times. A right. lot of times they just don't have iPhone stock. That's crazy. So it'll ship from China, China, and it'll take like two, three. Wow. I just ordered a MacBook last week, but it was off Amazon, so I got it like two days. Yeah, if, if it's like a new version, it's like a 2023 that just dropped, they'll drop ship it. So people still do that. You know, as long as you're upfront with your customer, as long as you provide good, good customer support, and as long as you, you know, have a good supply chain in place you're not sending crap products yeah dude you're, it's it's very viable and we still do it till this day and i don't start any brand without drop shipping in the beginning because i want to minimize risk i don't want to have people i don't want to have to invest x amount and then the product potentially dying right because products cycle pretty quickly right oh for sure i mean you can always extend the lifetime of a of a product right and that is through investing in in good creatives, other platforms mm -hmm. when it comes to media buying and so on and so forth, right? It's really up to you how much you want to grow and how much, you know, and also you have to look at the LTV and if, if some, if it's a if product, if it's a product that people are going to come back and buy. You know, right. Right. Um, and if you want to exit the, pro the brand or no, it really depends on your personal yeah. you know, goals. Um, but yeah, they do die if you don't take care of the product. I mean, if you don't grow yeah. the brand the way you should, how important is the creative and copy and how can people get better at those? 
So creative is very, very important. It's really the number one thing. It's your pitch. It's the first thing people um, see. And I, I usually think that um, your creative is going to do 90% of the selling. Wow. So once the creative is amazing and you dialed that in, when customers land on your product page, unless you know there's something alarmingly off or the price or the offer is just not you know in the right uh in the right place yeah um you're gonna you're gonna convert they're gonna convert right um you want to make sure that your creative is is top notch and then you know conversions will come easy yeah in terms of copy copy is very important as well copy can make or break your funnel um so you want to make sure there's professional copy but you know now there's chat gbt there's that will AI, pump out. Yeah. yeah they'll pump out like very solid copy so that's kind of taken care of but most of the critical thinking will go into the creatives right that's yeah. where you should spend most of your time as an e-commerce brand owner mm. and you should really focus on improving your creatives because again that's the, the pitch that's the first thing people see that's where a lot of the convincing happens yeah i like that advice because people skip over that part they just focus on the product dude yeah i, I don't know why um it's it's the most important step wow really you can sell crap products dude i've sold i've sold paint something as simple <laughs> as paint with good creatives just making it better making yeah, it yeah. look better make you can even create the problem with your creatives yeah, yeah and then create the solution and then make the customer think they need that product mm. right due to your creatives angle and then sell it to them. 100%. Dude. TikTok has shown me some great ads. We're all exactly. buy stuff at 2 a.m. Like how often are you just sitting scrolling and you don't even need, you don't even know you needed something. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're just buying this product because they really showcased an issue mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, this resonates with me. Yeah, so dude. I'm going to buy this. <laughs> I bought right? you just buy stuff. it. I bought this uh, one thing like that fix your uh, back posture. It's exactly. like a neck thing you lay on. And yeah. I bought this. Uh, have you seen that push-up one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. change the, yeah, yeah you can just. That. <laughs> been using it every day honestly good product but. yeah i mean that's the beauty of of being able to market on social media yeah. you know and when, back when we were getting started you and i it was just facebook everybody was competing yeah, yeah. on facebook i mean there's snapchat and pinterest but it wasn't like today where nah. tiktok and and you know there's twitter now there's facebook google youtube mm -hmm. like there's a plethora of platforms that you can really hop on and everybody's on social media now like yeah more than ever for sure right so that's the right place to market and to sell your product what are the best creatives you've personally seen or done yourself, like ads-wise? Ads so um, I had this teeth whitening brand uh, called Pearl. And I remember um, we used to shoot our own content in-house. Mm -hmm. So we would bring models and we would splash them with red wine. Mm. Like it was at WeWork too. Like we would rent <laughs> out like an office space and yeah. we just like have like tarp everywhere. And we would splash people with like orange juice, coffee, um wine on their face mm. and then we would kind of like show you know the, the effect of the the whitening pen wow um that was something that we did you, you really want to go for very scroll stopping footage right yeah. that's that's what you want to aim for um and that's always the approach when you want to you know launch new creatives and, and a new brand yeah so what were you doing before e-commerce i know you grew up in lebanon right yeah, so I grew up in Lebanon. I came here when I was 18 alone. My, my family was still in Lebanon. Really? Um, yeah, came here, uh, lived in OC for a bit, for a year and a half, went to community college there, and then transferred to USC. And then I studied civil engineering. Mm. I graduated with a civil engineering degree and then ended up um, working as a project engineer on 
the Omni Hotel downtown. Oh yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's uh, in in LA, downtown oh, okay. LA. Um, actually, the company I worked with or I worked worked for was uh, based in Vegas, mm. and they've built SLS. They've built a lot of the Win. They've built Dang. MGM. They're a huge company out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and they were expanding onto LA. So I hopped on the team and I was working with them for three years and I was a project engineer on, on like a 60 story building down there. Wow. Yeah. It so, was, it was rough, man. It was a lot of work. So going to college for engineering, would you say that was a good move or? No, nah, if I could go back, I, would, I just wouldn't go to really? college. Yeah. Because just a waste of time, man, unless you're a <laughs> doctor or a lawyer or yeah. you really want to um, go into the medical field um, or law, I don't really see the necessary the necessity of going to school right um because i want to start my own business i don't mm. want to work for someone else if you want to work for someone else then you kind of have to go to college yeah, yeah. but if you want to be a business owner then going to college is a, is a waste of time in my and then you started making crazy money so did your lifestyle change did you move your family out like what was that process like? yeah man um i mean i was able to help my family back in lebanon take care of them um, nice. i moved my family to dubai opened a bunch of companies there gave them a residency in dubai so now they live in dubai that's sick um, yeah, that's where I go. I go a lot to Dubai and Lebanon, back and forth between LA, and um, yeah, man, it was it was complete. It was a complete change, you know. Like I came from Lebanon from a very mid class, m- mid to low class family, so mm. I, you know, I had food on the table, I had clothes on my back, but nothing more, right? Like I never had any extravagant, you know, things or life that I had lived. So yeah. it was insane to just make insane amount of money in such a short period of time and adjusting to that life yeah so what's it like over there is it is it safe is so it- it's it's safe yeah it's a third world country but you know like there's beautiful areas just okay. like any other country yeah. um, and there's you know ghetto so um but it's it's predominantly a, a poor country got it um but also there's a lot of beautiful spots definitely worth worth you know checking yeah, out. gotta check it out one day. yeah so now that you've achieved the success how much do you need to make per year to be comfortable because your bar probably is raised every year right so man every year i try to make more than the year before but i try to aim for at least 1.5 million a year yeah. profit that's or... profit net profit right yeah at least just to maintain Damn. the lifestyle so your expenses are high bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so you're Gotta spending a million years i am yeah <laughs> just family you know just overhead yeah yeah you know god damn yeah i'm probably spending I don't even want to know, actually. It's up there, though. It goes up every year. Man. Oh, dude, yeah. You just, you know, you take care of more people. You, you know, try to, I don't know. Traveling just, is like. Traveling is, is another big yeah. expense. Probably and six figures a year. Exactly. And, and especially when you're young, you want to do as much traveling as possible. Because yeah. you want to get that out of your system. You want to meet people. You want to network. Because once you have a family, you can't really do yeah. that. So that's something you want to keep in mind as well. So, um, yeah, man. It's about, it's around there. How have you balanced personal relationships with business? Was that a struggle for you at any point? Yes and no. I think it really depends on the person that you're with um, and kind of the expectations. Yeah. If they expect you to be there all the time and they don't want you to work, then you're going to have some tension. Right. Um, but if they're supportive and if they want you to succeed and they have the same vision and goal, then I don't think it's really an issue. Yeah. Um, you just got to set expectations. You got to make sure they know what they're, you know, what to expect and what your goals are and where you want to be. And for me, you know, my goals come first. They come before anybody. Mm. Um, because if I'm not reaching my goals, I'm really not providing my significant other with the life they should have mm. and I want them to have. So they're kind of standing in their own way in a sense. Right. Right. 
Um, so I, I want to pro provide them with the best life they'll ever be able to live. And I want to do that to myself. So it's really, we're a team and I'm working for their benefit as well, right? Yeah. So they, as long as they understand that and we can compromise and I can spend time with them and, and I'm giving them the time, you know, my time, yeah. then yeah, that should be good. You're in LA, right? I'm in LA, yeah. I heard dating out there is rough. It's, it sucks, bro. <laughs> it's, it's not easy because everybody's... I don't know. It's it's a bit fake out there. Yeah. You know, there's not many down to earth people. But if you run with the, with the right people, you'll meet some good people. But it is difficult. Yeah, it's cloudy. Because you're pretty low key on social media. A lot of girls out there probably care about like having a following and stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm low key. I don't know, man. It's just I just do my thing, stay stay in my lane, and then you know, yeah, they come. One of the takes I saw on your Instagram, I thought it was funny, so I wanted to bring it up. You said you leave your phone at home when you work out. I do. I leave my phone at home and I leave my phone in the car when I work. Oh, yeah. Like I'll go to my parking lot and I just like leave it in the car. And really? Yeah. I'm probably going to get robbed for saying this. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this, guys. <laughs> my car and phone are going to be gone soon. Wait, yeah, why do you do that? Because I don't want to get distracted. And I tend to get distracted with my phone because, dude, it's, it's always going off, whether it's yeah. working or not. So you and go eight hours without your phone? Yeah, just I mean, I'll I'll take a break during lunch to just go okay. check in, just to, to make sure you know. Go to your car and check in. Yeah, just to <laughs> check in. But um, I try to like because I tried leaving my phone in a different room, but I tend to always go you to just, like, yeah. Oh, so you make it hard to get. I make it very hard right. to get to my phone during work hours because then I won't be able to focus. Wow, I like that. But what if someone calls you? I mean, my team can reach me on Slack um people can reach me also on discord so i really want to just talk to my team during work up. hours um again that's why i go during lunch and i check on uh you know just in case something, yeah, something just emergencies or anything yeah. like that but aside from that same with working out like i can't go to the gym with my phone man like i just get distracted yeah, I just like, I'd be so bored without you it, would <laughs> i mean as long as you have music you can blast oh so how do you, you have do music through, just just an ipad like an ipod whatever okay yeah or okay. like a phone so that is not connected to right. doesn't have it. Yeah. So you bring a music device. Yeah. Okay. Or or typically I take my my other phone that isn't really connected to anything. Got it. I just don't connect it to. Yeah, to that makes sense. And, Was there any difficult decisions, pivotal moments that stand out to you along your journey that you had to make? Man, I, I think the most difficult one was really leaving my family back home and and you know in the back of my mind thinking that I'm gonna miss out on a lot of memories with them because right. i i spent 10 years without seeing my family I could, yeah serious? i couldn't yeah i couldn't go back home because my mom accidentally washed my passport when she was visiting me once Whoa. Yeah, i went to the club in la came back left my passport in my pants she washed them so my visa got destroyed holy so me to get a new visa i had to exit the u.s which was i was sketched out about that because i just didn't know if they would give it to me you know? right. like what if they were like Never mind, you're rejected for X. And they don't even need to tell you why. So, yeah, and, and my mom couldn't come to the States, so we, we couldn't see each other for 10, ten years. 10 bro. years, bro. Yeah, it's, that is it's crazy. crazy. I left. My brothers were like 12, 13, came back. They were like grown-ass men, bro. Like 6'2", yeah. 6'1", like men. <laughs> crazy. Holy you know? So, yeah, it was it was crazy. But that was, that was one thing. The other thing was really quitting my job. I think it was like a daunting step you know right um but you were making money already. i was right? making more money than the executive at the project like <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy but still you have this you're kind of um trained to believe that a nine to five is much more stable than being on your own which is not true at all because right. you're really putting your fate in someone else's hands yeah and they can 
show up to work one day and tell you you're fired no reason you know you're gone right and and i'd rather just be in control of, of my own life rather mm -hmm. than having someone else dictate when i can show up to work or not um that was something hard to kind of take the leap uh but once i did it and i just saw how not you know scary it is and and how stable it was for me dude it was it was good good point man i like what you said about the stability because people assume nine to fives are stable but they're really not they're not man and you're just replaceable yeah you're, you're like a light bulb you're very replaceable man like anytime you just don't make sense financially to these people they will fire you yeah like, no questions asked they, they just it's business mm -hmm. like you, and you can't really tell them like anything yeah they'll just fire you and you just you're on your own right so it, for me, I want to be in control of my own life. I want to dictate when I take my time off. I want to. I want to dictate when I go to lunch, when I go to the doctor. And I don't want to have anybody telling me what to do, or whatever. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's just. I don't know. It's it's something that's just been put in our head, mm -hmm. you know, through through society by society, and it's like I'll oh, get a job. It's stable. Yeah. But, but it's it's really not. No, it's really not, man. When you have kids, are you gonna send them to public school? I don't know. I haven't thought that far. Yes and no. I wanna. I don't want to spoil my kids too much. I mean, I would spoil the girls, but the but the <laughs> boys. I want them to be yeah. you know, like warriors. So it'll it'll depend on, you know, if it's if it's a girl or a boy. It's uh, scary, man. It is. It is. And I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. I might want to homeschool my kids. Yeah. I was real. thinking. I've been thinking about homeschooling my kids more and more recently, especially Same. with like, you know, where we're headed in the world and and the things that I want my kids to learn and not yeah. um and i kind of want to teach them life my way mm. i feel like when you go to school you're taught life by someone else's you know rules yeah and i think rules in society are just made up yeah it's right all like once you start working for yourself and you just live life on your own terms you realize that everything around us is just made up rules by people who just don't know what they're doing <laughs> right yeah. and and it's like I want to make up my own rules. Like, sure. I want to live by my own rules. So, yeah, man, it's scary. I mean, I just saw this clip. I think Gary Vee was talking about it. He's scared about his kids because part of our edge is the environment we grew up in. Exactly. And a lot of successful people don't come from money. Yep. So it's something it's, to think it's, about. It's something that you have to think about when you have money and how you want to position your kids um, through that. Because I don't want to make my kids not struggle because. Mm -hmm. If you if you look if you notice everybody like every billionaire or everyone who's really made it in life has come from very difficult right uh, beginnings right and I wanna I wanna I wanna give my kids a good life but at the same time I wanna teach them hardship and I wanna make sure they appreciate mm. sort of what they have right like yeah. that's very important gratitude is what got me here mm. right one thing I noticed amongst you know Americans is Life is so easy here, man, compared to other places. Mm. And they take things for granted. And that is an edge that I had over everyone else coming to the States. Just by, ha but just by you being a citizen and having the opportunity to be in the U.S., just to be here present on the soil mm -hmm. is such a blessing for you that most people just don't realize it. Right. But me having to go through 10 years just to get my green card, just to eventually become a citizen, not being able to see my family coming from a place where you can't even get payment processors to run your own business. Yeah. Yeah, in Lebanon. Um, 
you know, you just realize how blessed you are just to be in the States. Yeah. So that's something that I try to instill in people and really show. And that's what I want to instill in my kids. Yeah. I, people have no idea, like other countries. I mean, this has got to be one of the best ones to live in. Man, when, when you realize, and that's something funny, funny enough, like Elon Musk, he grew up in, in Canada and yeah. then he came to the U.S. And he even said, like, America is, is where all dreams come true. Wow. Right? Yeah. It's, and it's, it's true. It, the opportunity here, it's, it's the land of opportunity, you know, as cliche as that is. Yeah. And there's, there's nowhere in the world where you can make things happen more than the U.S. Yeah. And um, I'm so thankful and blessed and grateful to be able to realize that at an early age by, you know, living elsewhere and coming here. And um, again, like I said, I want to be able to instill that in my kids and make sure they're aware of that because mm -hmm. that's going to get them way farther in life. It's crazy, man. They're doing studies on gratitude and how it actually leads to more opportunities now. Dude, gratitude is the number one driving factor for me Yeah, with, with my success. The second I lose sense of gratitude, whether it's because I made a lot of money or whatever it is that I'm going through, I notice that I'm starting to slow down. Mm. And as soon as I you know, kind of get knocked down and I feel grateful again for the things that I have, I'm back doing 10 times better than before. So yeah. grateful, gratitude and being grateful is something that you want to always keep at the forefront of your like mind. Yeah. And it's a daily practice for me. For sure. Every day when I wake up, I write down five things I'm grateful for. Yeah, I've man. done that for two years. Yeah. And, and you should do it however way, you know, like speaks to you, right? Whether yeah. like going on the balcony and looking out into your beautiful like view or whatever it is, um, taking a morning walk or just appreciating what God has given you. Um, dude, it'll really get you far in life. And I've noticed the people that aren't grateful in life, dude, it always catches up, catches up to them and they just are miserable. <laughs> just like very miserable people, you know? Yeah. Cause we have rich friends that are, let's be honest. They're not, yeah, happy. they're not happy, man. And they're just, they're not, they don't have this peace of mind. You can be rich. You can be, you know, super balling, have every car and mansion. But if you don't have this peace of mind and this gratitude just within you, mm -hmm. man, you, you're, you're struggling. You're struggling. Yeah, no. It's the trade-off I had to find in myself the past few years because there's been points where I've had money where I could retire, but I wouldn't be entirely happy. Yeah. You know but what I mean? The whole point is really to do what you want and, and be happy doing it and just be at ease. Yeah. Like you want to be able to travel and just like, enjoy it to the fullest and, exactly. and be grateful for it. Right. And if you have, if you always have things on your mind and you're worried and you're, you're just chasing stuff and you're not taking a moment to just take things in and what mm -hmm. God has given you, then you're never going to be happy. You're just not. And, yeah. and I've, and I've been through this and that's why I'm, I'm saying this because that has been something that I finally was able to realize over the past couple of years myself. Yeah. And it really helped me, you know, progress so much faster yeah no i love that because right now i'm at the point where i'm making a little less than prior years but i'm happier yeah so i gave up making more but i'm so much happier and healthier in life i can see that man i've seen you like just do your thing and not really do what other people are doing mm -hmm. um dude look at you man like you have your own studio that's crazy. <laughs> no for real i could have launched a course and made millions i could have done all this yeah. stuff but I, I think i'm at a good point this is wild bro like you're in the wind and it's, it's, yeah, it's you know, big ups for that. Like, I remember when we were running Jersey store, Jersey, your Jersey, Jersey store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the days. It was crazy, bro. And then yeah. now you're hosting like 
successful people, ultra successful people on, yeah. on your show. So nice. man, you too, man. You you were at like five mil back then. Now you're at over thirty. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, just again, man. It's it's the gratitude. Is it's never giving up. It's continuously just staying hungry. Um, you know, never getting cocky. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've noticed that again. A lot of people just get cocky. They they it's the ego, right? The ego yeah. just gets so big where they think they know it all. I'm the type of person that always wants to learn from everybody, um, yeah. whether you know a beginner or, or an expert. And I'm still paying for men- mentors, and I'm always going to masterminds, and I just want to grow and meet more people and network and grow more businesses and chase more opportunity. I mean, that's what life is about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're here to build a legacy. Like, the only way to escape death is through legacy. Mm. The only way to escape death is if you leave a legacy, right? right? And that's what we're here for. We're here for, you know, just building something that will transcend onto generations and generations where people will remember us and remember what we left behind. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. You know, I want to leave a legacy where I will be remembered. Nice. Do you fear death? I don't. Um, I went through a phase where I kind of did yeah. uh, for a bit, very short period. Um, but that's when your faith in God is not strong. Right. You know, when your faith in God is, is strong, you don't really fear anything. Because, mm. you know, it's like, you know, uh, the other day my uncle gave me this this example and he was saying that, imagine you're in Russia, right? Mm. And, and you're one of Putin's like main men. Like you can do whatever you want. You can, you can do anything because you're like, like Putin got my back. Yeah. But imagine someone's, much more powerful than Putin. Like God got your back, right? That's that's you can do you can do anything in the world, and nobody's gonna stand in your way for sure. So that's that's how I think about it, and I don't really fear death because I think everything is in God's hands, and you know I'm here to, like I said, help people, leave, you know, leave a positive impact, leave a legacy, continue to build, build my empire, and and just you know leave the world a better place. Love it, man. Love that. What's next for you, and where can people find you? Um, I'm building a SaaS right now. It's an ad spy tool that's going to have both Facebook and um, Instagram and TikTok ads. Um, I want to build a lot more SaaS in the e-com space. I really want to focus on the e-com space because that's my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, more brands, of course. I'm also growing my uh, personal brand on YouTube. I'm going to start dropping a lot of YouTube content. Nice. Um, just lifestyle value, a lot of that. Kind of like Alex Hormozzi with you know my own swag in it. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, yeah, people can find me on Instagram at Jad Kantari, um, YouTube as well at Jad Kantari. Nice. You got a Discord too, right? I got a Discord too. Yeah, um, has seven hundred uh, members in it. We drop gems in there all the time. I also have a mentorship, a one-on-one mentorship, nice. where we help people start their online e-commerce businesses and scale. We have, you know, students making one point two million a month, five hundred five hundred thousand a month, so on. So yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah dropshipping. Changed my life. That's how I got started. Bro, I love ecom, man. I'm. It's. It's. I still get that like, that feeling of of just you know fire under my butt when yeah. I wake up in the morning and, <laughs> and I want to like scale a brand or, or make a new brand and 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 scale it, sell it. It's just I will never lose that passion for it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's really my passion. It's I, an I exciting it. space, man. Waking Very up exciting. To, waking up to money. I mean, dude, waking up to like a dashboard that says you just made ten. Yeah, while you slept. Uh, while you slept, like. <laughs> What's better than that? Yeah. There's nothing better than that, man. It's hard and to find that. Yeah. It's it's that like exciting feeling that you get, like that rush of endorphins that you get in the morning when you're just like refreshing your dashboard. It's yeah, like 10K, yeah. 11K, 12K. <laughs> Dude, and you're just sitting there like just making so much money. 
you're going out partying, you're traveling, you're making money. It's I, I don't know like what's a better deal than that. Yeah, right? you could work wherever you want, man. Yeah, and and again, like I said, man, the barrier to entry is so so like so little because if you wanted to go open up a chain, for example, like Subway or Jack in the Box or whatever, you're really looking at a 250k investment, and you're not really making anything back for the first six months to a year, right. and you don't even know if you're gonna be profitable. Mm. Like that's how crazy it is to actually go open up like a restaurant or whatever. So the barrier to entry with e-com is so small yeah. that it just doesn't, especially now with organic, like it just doesn't make sense not to do it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. Dude, thank you for having me, man. I'm so proud of you, bro. Like, Thanks, bro. Thanks for watching, guys, and I'll see you guys next time. Later, guys.